Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Discerning Daughters podcast, where sisters in Christ discuss the Word of God together and how its principles apply to our lives today. I'm Rachel, and I'm so excited to learn together. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me today on another episode of Discerning Daughters. This year has been incredibly hard for most people. Just today, I saw a headline about how the rates of reported depression and anxiety have almost exactly mirrored those of the coronavirus. Not that the virus is directly connected to them, but the effects of it, such as social isolation, increased workloads, and maybe even feelings of hopelessness that it has caused, have it has increased these feelings in people. Consider those who may have had to spend the majority of the year by themselves, who maybe don't have the same social network or family support that others have. I try to remind, my, I try to remind myself that while sometimes I may feel physically isolated, I also have family and friends who I can call and FaceTime to ease the effects of isolation. Think about those in the healthcare field too. I know a number of sisters who have worked tirelessly tirelessly throughout the pandemic with the constant risk of exposing themselves and their families to falling ill. Think of those who have lost jobs, lost homes, or even lost loved ones because of the ongoing crisis. The list goes on and on. Now, in spite of these universal challenges that none of us have really escaped from, studies have shown that empathy has actually decreased over the past 30 years. As it pertains to this particularly challenging year, maybe when people start to feel nervous, they're more likely to look inwards to protect themselves and their innermost circle than to consider the needs of others. So today, I'd like to explore the topic of empathy. It's something I've been thinking about since I read an article published earlier in the year about understanding the difference between pity, sympathy, and empathy. More or less, I thought they were synonyms, but when I looked into it, I began to see the distinct differences. More importantly, I learned what our Heavenly Father has written for us and what the implication is for us as his followers. So what is the difference between pity, sympathy, and empathy? To summarize, pity is thinking about how someone feels, but not necessarily understanding it or relating to it. Pity can also come with an attitude of superiority and condescension that this person or group is beneath you in some way. Maybe think of the parable of the Pharisee and tax collector and how the Pharisee regarded other men while he was praying. Sympathy, on the other hand, is thinking about what someone else feels, but relating to it more. Maybe you can relate to it more because you've experienced something similar, or maybe you relate to it more because this person is of a similar background, ethnicity, age, or socioeconomic status. Finally, real empathy is taking both of these concepts a step further, knowing what a person feels and actually feeling it yourself, like the popular phrase, putting yourself in their shoes. Empathy differs from pity and sympathy because it as one definition says, requires you to actively engage in connecting with another person's emotional experience, leaving you potentially vulnerable to the effects of your own emotions. So ultimately, empathy involves action. 
So now, knowing the differences of the three, which do you think scripture calls us to have? You got it. Empathy. Feeling what others are feeling so much that you act on it. To be more clear, the nuances of these English words do not quite carry over the same way to the Hebrew and Greek, but I'll touch on that a bit later. Romans commands us to rejoice with those who weep. Nope. (laughs) Romans commands us to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep, to make those feelings our own. Similarly, in 1 Corinthians, if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Are we so connected with our brothers and sisters that we share these feelings with them? Well, if not, let's work on it. As one psychologist said, empathy is something like a muscle. Left unused, it atrophies. Put to work, it grows. So today's episode is about ways we can cultivate or grow our empathy. What I found really amazing as I looked into the methods that psychologists have found to grow empathy, that they were actually things God already instructed his followers to do thousands of years ago. Empathy can be taught and learned, both psychologically and spiritually speaking. I'll offer a few suggestions to you today, but as always, I'd love to hear ways you've been able to train and grow your own empathy muscle. Someone who comes to mind in scripture as being empathetic is Timothy, who Paul writes of in Philippians 2, saying he knew Timothy would naturally care for his brothers and sisters, or as the ESV says, be genuinely concerned for their welfare. Do we have an attitude like Timothy? genuine concerning care for those that God has put in our lives. Earlier in this same chapter, Paul offers instruction on empathy. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Surely these attributes were those Paul had already seen in Timothy and knew he could pass on to the ecclesia at Philippi. These verses also provide us with some ways to be more naturally caring or empathetic. In verse 2, it talks about sameness and unity. And studies have shown that we actually empathize more with those who we view as being like us. Isn't it amazing that God knew this and commanded his believers to have this sameness among themselves thousands of years ago? So do we really consider those in our ecclesias to be the same as us? Or do we maybe draw invisible lines and boundaries based on age or gender or families, race, etc.? One way to become more empathetic is to challenge your own prejudices and instead find commonalities. So reflect who in your ecclesia that you struggle to relate to. When was the last time you spent time with that person or prayed for them? Perhaps one of the strongest ways we can grow in empathy is by praying for people or praying that God help us empathize with them more. What about inter-ecclesially? Do we make efforts to get to know other believers and the cultures of other ecclesias? Or are we happy to just stay at our own? Every ecclesia is as unique and as important to the body of Christ as its many members, like Paul tells us about his believers. This fits with another suggestion psychologists made to grow your empathy muscle, 
which was to get out of your usual environment. Go places and spend time with people you do not normally. So especially as part of God's family, let's spend time together and talk to each other. And one way to begin to cultivate empathy in your life is by listening more. Sometimes in conversations, we seek to share our own opinion or convince someone of our own view rather than just to listen and understand what they're feeling or where they're coming from. I know I sometimes tend to formulate my response while someone is still talking to me. It shows I'm not really listening. Or perhaps if someone is confiding in me, rather than just hearing them out, I'm already trying to solve the problem and offer them a solution. Sometimes people just want to be heard. One of my resolutions for 2020 was actually to listen more. I didn't share that with anyone until now. I just tried to do it. And it was an especially interesting task for 2020, which seemed packed to the brim of God talking and giving signs to his believers. And I found that sometimes just listening is really hard. And even though I'm sure there were instances where I could have done a better job, I have to admit that I found talking less and listening more has been beneficial in all of my relationships and helped me to find more connection and understanding to the people in my life. Even Proverbs tells us, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, only in expressing his own opinion. There will be times, and certainly have been, where someone is going through a struggle that I've never been through and cannot relate to at all. But to simply listen and try to understand their feelings is another way to grow in empathy. Going back to Paul's letter to the Philippians, He goes on to say, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So humility plays an important role in empathy too. Again, this verse has also been supported by scientific findings. And how can we overcome our pride and become more humble? Well, one way is by showing humility and being more vulnerable to people. Being truthful and sharing our own feelings can help us connect more with the feelings of others. It's a two-sided process. You can also grow in humility by getting outside of your comfort zone, trying to learn a new instrument or language or hobby. I always find that with the more I learn, the less I know. And sometimes learning can help with my humility and also let me regard other people more highly who may already have different skills and knowledges. I also challenge you to get more humble by learning about the experiences of others. Recently, the A Little Faith podcast posted an episode entirely dedicated to trying to convince people to get out into the mission field. I've never done long-term preaching myself, and I still pray that if Christ remains away, it may be an opportunity my family and I may have someday. But if you ask anyone who moved away and completely immerse themselves in a new place with new people, they will tell you how their perspective changed and empathy grew. So if that's something you think you could dedicate time to in the future, I highly recommend checking out that episode and praying about it. In fact, while we're on that subject, I am hoping to do something similar on this podcast as sort of like a Q&A about missionary work to encourage people to join in. So if you would like to share your own experience or you have someone in mind who would maybe do so, please let me know. And while I know that nothing actually beats visiting and spending time with different people and cultures, 
In these times of social isolation, perhaps just reading a book about someone from a different background or culture can help you feel more empathetic towards that person or group of people. I know some people are hesitant about spending time engaging with a worldly text, and that's totally okay. It's only a suggestion. But I myself have found it helpful in my free time to understand other people more. Personally, I find that with reading, you can be transported into another world and really feel like you're living in someone else's shoes. And if we're going to go out and preach to all nations and do good to all men, it's helpful to first understand and empathize with them more. Just like the passage in Corinthians, where Paul said how he became all things to all people, that by some means he might save some. Because although I've really mostly covered empathy in the Ecclesia setting so far, To truly follow Christ, we need to develop this empathy for all people. As Galatians tells us, as we have opportunity, let us do good unto all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. So yes, we should especially be empathetic to our brothers and sisters, but we still need to develop this empathy muscle for everyone. This is in line with the commands to love our neighbor as ourselves, as well as the lesson from the parable of the Good Samaritan. And to avoid repeating myself from the previous episodes I did on preaching and on giving, I won't stay on this topic too long, so please check out those episodes if you haven't already. But if you are struggling to find commonalities and build empathy for those in the world, remember that we also once lived according to the flesh and were dead in sins, like Ephesians tells us. And even still today, We all battle with our fleshly struggles and continue to sin and fall short of the glory of God. So yes, we can find commonality with everyone around us because ultimately we all need God's grace and Christ's sacrifice for salvation. Sometimes I find myself falling into an attitude of judgment towards those who believe differently than I do, rather than an attitude of empathy and grace. In the readings today in 1 John, we are told not to love the world or the things in the world, because then we're showing we don't really love God. And this verse goes on to say that what is meant by the world is the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life. In other words, sin. So please don't confuse my words of empathizing with sinners as being the same as empathizing with sin, because they are entirely different. And Christ shows us this. That passage I've been going through to take a few examples of how to grow empathy in Philippians 2 goes on to read that we should have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. Christ was the most humble and empathetic of all people recorded for us in scripture. And Hebrews 4 tells us why. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive and find grace, receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Christ understood the temptation and battle of sin and therefore was able to extend empathy to everyone. Admittedly, the word empathy is not actually in the New Testament, but I think you'll find that from the definitions we've explored and the lessons we've learned so far about empathy, 
It's actually there quite a bit, even if it doesn't translate exactly the same. So this word, sympathize, or as the King James Version says, touched with the feeling of, in Hebrews 4, is the Greek word sympatheo, which means literally to be affected by the same feelings of another. So taking that feeling on as your own, and that aligns more with the definition of empathy in today's English. And also speaking of Christ's empathy, in Matthew 9.36, it says of Christ, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. The word here for moved with compassion is another word altogether, not just having the same feeling, but feeling it so much you're moved to act on it, like a double empathy. The word is splaginomai, which I know I butchered, but this word is used only 12 times in the New Testament, and every time it is referring to Christ with the exception of being used once of the Good Samaritan in Luke. And what's amazing is that those Christ was moved with compassion, or those who he had empathy for, was not limited to his disciples or innermost circle of apostles. It's used of the multitudes that followed him, those that needed healing and those who were suffering. And how did Christ relate to them? Because he took their sufferings on as his own. He knew the struggles and weaknesses of the flesh. And through this understanding and through this ultimate empathy, he died for all of us. So to develop this mind of empathy that our savior accomplished, We have to find commonality with all of those around us in the fight against the flesh and the need for our Heavenly Father's grace and salvation, to develop God-reliance over self-reliance, to understand that we're all in this fight together and have been called to help each other through it. To those who have not taken on the battle of sin yet and are are still living according to their sins, we're called to preach to and to shine our light on which can only be done through God's will and by developing a sense of empathy for them, seeing that we're no different except by God's grace and praying that his grace will be found and given to all men. Because as he tells us, he is not willing that any perish, but all should come to repentance. So perhaps after listening to this episode, you can think of someone around you who you could be more empathetic towards. 2020 was a really hard year, and we're not promised that things will get any easier before Christ returns. So my prayer and my challenge to you all listening today is that we grow in empathy to ultimately share the good news of the kingdom and, according to God's grace, bring salvation to all those who are willing to hear. today's episode, send me an email at discerningdaughters at gmail.com. I also really encourage you to send me topics that you think would be helpful for women to listen to. Thanks again.